Release date, November 11th, 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of TBD Sportscast College Football with your hosts, I'm Mason. And I'm Isaac. Welcome to another episode, Season 3, Episode 15, entitled Week 11, for obvious reasons. Once again, because we are heading into Week 11, we're going to make our picks. Uh, we're going to give picks for Joey as well, normal episode. Uh, but this is basically a preview for some of the biggest games in college football this coming week. Uh, to our new listeners, welcome to the show. To our faithful, true fans of TBD CFB, welcome back. All right, jumping right into it. Game of the week, like normal, Isaac, let the folks know, what is our game of the week? Mason, our game of the week is nine-ranked Alabama playing in Oxford at number 11 ranked Ole Miss. This one's going to be a good one this weekend, a big SEC West matchup. Yeah, it definitely will be. This is going to be a big game for sure. Uh, This really may determine the SEC West because if Ole Miss wins this game and LSU drops another one, guess who's going to the SEC championship? Ole freaking Miss. Yeah, you're right. Ole Miss. If Ole Miss can pick up the dub and LSU drops one, Ole Miss is going to the ship. But unlike normal, I'm going to let Joey pick this one first. Joey is picking Alabama. Duh, I think that's a really good pick. Um, the spread on this game is 12 in Alabama's favor. Um, I, I don't know, and I'm not making my pick. I'm just saying I don't know if Alabama will cover the spread or not. Ole Miss almost lost to Texas A&M before the bye week. So there's that. Only won by a field goal. So we're back to seeing Ole Miss has no defense. Neither does Alabama. I would honestly say that probably LSU has a better defense than Alabama does, especially in the secondary. Like, y'all secondary played really, really well against Alabama on Saturday, on this past Saturday. And we've seen Lane Kiffin likes to throw the ball. He likes to go for it on fourth down. The ESPN analytics matchup predictor has Alabama 75%. I think that's pretty close. Um, I'm going to make my official pick right now. I'm going with the Tide to win this game. I don't think that Ole Miss comes out on top of this. I think Lane Kiffin will beat Saban eventually, but it won't be this year. There's just no defense there. Uh, And with no defense and no secondary, Bryce Young is going to light them up all night, unlike they were able to do to LSU. So I don't think that they will be able to keep the Tide out of the end zone, but I'm not calling the Tide to cover the spread. I, I say about a, probably a seven-point game. I say Alabama by a touchdown. I think Ole Miss's offense is very high-powered. I think they can cut up the Alabama defense pretty well, and I but I still think that Alabama's offensive edge pushes them over in this game. Alabama takes it by seven. Yeah, Mason, I think that's a good pick. And, um, you know, I think, I think Ole Miss has the chance to make it a good game, you know, given their offense. If they can get into a shootout, a true shootout, you know, trading blows with Alabama, I think Ole Miss could have a chance. Uh, with that said, I, I still like Alabama to win this game for a TBD triple pick. I think Alabama probably wins by 10. I don't think they cover the spread, but I think that given their weak defense and Ole Miss having weak defense, I think Bryce Young has a good enough game and the Tide take it by 10. But I think if, if Ole Miss offense shows it, they could make it a good game. And, and they may pull off the upset, but I got the Tide in this one. Yeah, man. We've seen that Ole Miss has no trouble scoring points when going up against defenses that are not great. Alabama's defense is good, but they're not great. Their run defense is way better than their passing defense, obviously. Well, Anderson Jr. is still a beast. He's having a very lackluster season, but they, they can still stop the run. And Ole Miss likes to go for it on fourth, fourth down. It could be like fourth and eight, and Lane Kiffin is going for it. 
So I think that gives Ole Miss an edge in this, but it's the offense at Alabama over the Ole Miss offense from Ole Miss. So that's that's what I think. But moving on to our big week 11 game, starting out with Missouri at number five, Tennessee. The Volunteers dropped to number five in the college football playoff rankings after a beatdown from Georgia. Go freaking dogs. We talked about that on Monday. So... The reason I put this game in here, though, is because Missouri gets really, really close to beating teams that they should not beat, but they can never pull through. Their biggest win this season being against South Carolina. Their almost biggest win probably against Georgia, almost beating Georgia in week four. So with this game, 92% in Tennessee's favor, the spread is 20 and a half. The last time we saw Tennessee put up a bunch of points on a team, it was Kentucky, uh, and they beat them like, what, 35-6 to six or something like that. They only let Kentucky score six points, and Kentucky actually scored a touchdown. They just missed the extra point. So I, I, got, I got the Vols in this one. I don't think this is going to be close. I mean, Missouri has an okay defense. They're, they're pretty good. And the reason I put this one on here in the first place is because Missouri has gotten close a couple times, and they're a team you just can't overlook this season in college football. Almost got the dub against Florida, uh, beat down on South Carolina, couldn't pull it out against Georgia. So I'm excited to see what Missouri does against Tennessee, but Tennessee will be re- rebuilding after a tough loss in Athens, and I, I think that the Tennessee will take this one. I agree, Mason. I think that you know if Missouri shows up like they did against Georgia, I think they have a chance considering that Georgia handled Tennessee. Uh, but all that considered, you know I like Tennessee to cover the spread in this one. I think the Vols take it by at least three touchdowns, if not more. Especially given the beat, the beatdown they put on Kentucky, that was forty-four to six. I mean, they they played a really good game, and outside of the Georgia game, Tennessee's played a really complete season. I see no reason why the balls don't go to nine and one, and uh, I got the balls in this one for sure. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, some playoff imp- implications here. Uh, there is no margin for error anymore for Tennessee if they want to make they they basically if Georgia wins this Saturday, there's no chance for them to get into the SEC championship. But there is still a chance for them to get into the playoffs. But there is no margin for error anymore. They have to win out. They cannot take any more losses. And Joey's pick, Joey is picking Tennessee to win this game, just like us for the same reasons. Tennessee does have a pretty high-powered offense. If they get you off balance and you make mistakes, they will expose that. Uh, luckily, that's how they couldn't get past Georgia because Georgia did not make mistakes and they did not get exposed. It was the other way around. Georgia exposed Tennessee, and I'm going to be talking about that uh, until we play Mississippi State on Saturday. So, <laughs> Next up, we have... LSU at Arkansas, LSU coming off a huge win against Alabama, Brian Kelly going for two, taking the win, hitting his first time playing against Alabama with the Tigers, go Tigers, but (laughs) what do you, I'm going to let Isaac go first in this one because the matchup predictor has y'all 72%, the spread is only three though in LSU's favor, and Arkansas coming off a real close loss from the second half to Liberty. So, yeah, man, take it away. Uh, well, I got to say, Mason, I appreciate the, the, the tribute to Coach O there. Um, but all that, all that, all that aside, uh, I, think, I think that it will be a good game. I, you know, Arkansas is not a team for us to overlook by any means. Uh, now, Coach Kelly said today that – or maybe it was yesterday, I can't remember. But anyway, he said this week that, you know, that he thinks it's a rivalry and the Golden Boot is not a trophy that we've forgotten about. Obviously, we lost it last year in overtime. And 
I will talk about this forever. We should have kicked the field goal last year instead of going for it, but Coach O is now unemployed, and that may be the reason. But anyway, so I think I think my biggest fear for this weekend is that LSU coming off that emotional win, I mean, all the emotion was so high, and I think this could be a post-Bama trap game, if you will, uh, because I, I said that if we were going to lose another one, I thought it was going to be against Bama. But given the emotion that was spent last weekend in Baton Rouge, I think it's possible that we could overextend ourselves this weekend. Uh, with that said, the spread is is only three in LSU's favor. The ESPN FPI is showing uh, 72.5, so 73%. It was at like 75, and it slowly creeped down a little bit. With that being said, I know KJ Jefferson's going to be playing. He's a good quarterback. Sam Pittman's a good coach. Um, but I, I like the Tigers to go in, go into Fayetteville and cover the spread. I think we'll take it by 7 to 10 points. I don't know if it'll be a touchdown or 10 points. I think it'll be a relatively close game, uh, just given kind of the, the, the emotional fatigue that the Tigers may be dealing with. But I do like LSU to get this win and uh, write the course before we finish the last week of the year uh, in Baton Rouge next weekend. It's, it's like we talked about last week, you know, and Liberty kind of exposed this, but I said Arkansas is not a bad team. They're a good team playing at a very tough division in the toughest conference in college football. Now, Liberty did expose them, but if you go back and watch the second half, something happened at halftime because them boys came back out and did not let Liberty score any more points. The defense stepped up, and honestly, the offense played really well in the second half, and they almost came back. They had to get a two-point conversion to tie. They couldn't, and they lost the game late. So with that being said, I, I, I'm sorry, Isaac. I have no choice. I'm going with the Tigers. Baby, hit them with the Uno reverse. It's been a couple weeks, y'all. You're welcome. Anyway, now I got LSU, and I got LSU to cover the spread. I say probably by 10 points. The game is at Arkansas, but I don't think that has much to do with it. I mean, they just lost to Liberty at home last week, so I don't think that'll have much to do with it. Sure, home field advantage, but not much at Arkansas. Uh, with the matchup predictor 72 and a half, and with the spread at three, I, I again, cover y'all. Got y'all to cover the spread and more. So LSU's taking it. Joey is also picking LSU. That's uh, three trip TBD triple picks in a row. So, you know, what are you going to do? Nothing much. It's LSU all the way. I don't think Arkansas takes this. Next game up. Now, some of these games that I'm that I'm putting on here this week, that we're picking this week, I try to pick some games that just are hard to pick, okay? Even if they're, you know, not very important. And we don't have some, like, super important games. We only got, like, one or two that are, like, really, really important this week. But we do have this one. This is Appalachian State at Marshall at 3.30 p.m. The boys from App State coming in with 54% to win the game. And the spread is at one point in App State's favor. That is a really close margin. And I don't I don't know who I'm going to pick. It's Joey's turn to pick first. Joey is picking App State. Joey's picking App State here. Um, I, I, I don't know how to feel about that just cause this, this game is going to be really tight. You have app state who went to Texas A&M and won on the road, but then you also have app state who <laughs> went to coastal Carolina last week and lost by a pretty good margin. Uh, I, I, I don't know how this game goes. Uh, you also have Marshall who went to South Bend and beat Notre Dame. Uh, and for that reason, I'm going to go with Marshall to win this game, dude. I'm going to go opposite. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I don't I don't care that App State is coming off a loss to Coastal man. They're both five and four. They're both looking good. That this game with that close of a spread tells you that this is gonna be a close game. So man, for me, I'm sorry y'all. I got Marshall to win this game to take down the Mountaineers. I think it's a good pick. And again, I'm on the same page as Mason. I'm very torn on who to pick in this game. 
Uh, as a North Carolinian, I like I like App State. You know, they're only a couple hours from my hometown. Um, and and App App is a program that you know they're a really small school in the mountains, of North Carolina, and they just happen to be a pretty a pretty good football school. Um, but with that said, I think it'll be a really good game. You know, Marshall obviously, like Mason said, went in the South Bend. They made a couple million to beat Notre Dame. App State made a couple million to beat A and M. And all that said, it's a it's a pretty good matchup of teams who were paid to win this year, which is actually a lot of fun. Um, you know, App is three and two in their last five games, and even though they went into to A and M and into Kyle Field and beat A and M, you know, they also lost to Texas State, and then of course they almost came back against Coastal and they didn't. Um, this is a really tough one for me to pick. Like I said, the spreads at one. It's just over fifty percent, fifty four percent for the win percentage for for App. Um, with that being said, I'm going to go with the Mountaineers. I think App State is going to go, going to go into West Virginia and get it done against Marshall. I think it'll be a really good game, and I won't be surprised if I get this pick wrong. But I'm going to roll with with the boys from Boone. I would just like to say, last week I picked Texas to beat K State, and you and Joey both picked K State, and we all saw what happened with that one. So horns up, baby. Except not really. Horns down. Even when y'all come to the SEC, don't care. Horns down. Anyway, all right. Moving on to the next game, we have the 22 UCF Knights at number 17, Tulane at 3.30 p.m. The spread is a point and a half in Tulane's favor. ESPN matchup predictor 51.9 in UCF's favor. Obviously, another close game. I told y'all we're picking games this week that are just super hard to pick. So I'm going first on this one. You have UCF who has losses to Louisville and Eastern Carolina. You have the Tulane Green Wave, whose sole loss is to Southern Miss by a field goal. Every other game, they've been pretty dominant, except for beating Houston by a field goal the week after losing to Southern Miss by a field goal. Every other game, they've they've been pretty dominant in. They beat Kansas State in Week 3 by a touchdown. Uh, I mean, it, I, I I think that this will be a close game. Like we were talking about earlier, this game really decides the American Athletic Conference Championship. Uh, if UCF wants to get in, this is a must-win situation for them because they're 4-1 in the conference, Tulane 5-0 in the conference. Uh, my pick is the Tulane Green Wave, man. I got to go with the Green Wave. I'm not going to pick Gus Malzahn because that man, he chokes all the time. We saw it at Auburn. We saw it at a lot of places. So, yeah, I'm not going with Gus Malzahn to beat Tulane. I got the green wave, ride touchdown. I think it's a good pick, Mason. This one's a tough one because ESPN's given UCF a 52% chance to win. The green wave have been really strong this year. And then being 5-0 and in the American, coming really out of nowhere. I mean, UCF has ran uh, the American for, for a few years now, and Tulane's just kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, with that said, part of that may be because of, of Gus Malzahn's uh, overtaking of UCF. I don't know. But all that said, you know, point-and-a-half spread, um, I think it'll be a really good game. It's in New Orleans. I think that all things considered, it could be a good game either way. You know, I'm I'm always wary to pick a team that has their quarterback as their rushing passing yards and their uh, rushing yards leader. Granted, as an LSU fan, that's not saying much this season. But all that said, uh, I'm going to go with the Green Wave as well. I think Tulane will be able to get this one done, and uh, I think they'll they'll win the American this year for the first time in in several years. I think they'll be able to knock off UCF this weekend. Yeah, man, I think Tulane is actually kind of underrated. When I first saw them in the top 25, even in the AP, I was like, what are y'all doing? And then I was like, well, I mean, to be fair, they really are the only, you know, one of the only one-loss teams in the group of five, and they have a win against a ranked Kansas State team. So, well, not ranked at the time, but ranked now. 
So I, I think that ultimately they they look good. I think they're going to win this game. Uh, Joey, however, is picking UCF to win this game. He's going against us. Not sure what the thought process is behind it there as their uh, two-loss team and one loss in the conference to ECU. So I really don't know what he's thinking there. I guess he's picking the upset, you know, picking the team to come from behind and, uh, and, and take down the number one team in the conference. Uh, so, you know, with with UCF really trying to hold on to that number 22 ranking and jump up, they're definitely going to want this this dub against Tulane. But unfortunately for them, I don't think it's going to happen. All right, next game up. Uh, again, I'm just picking games that are kind of kind of difficult to pick. This is South Carolina at Florida at 4 p.m. The spread on this game, eight points in Florida's favor. Wow. And the matchup predictor, 70.8%. South Carolina coming off a dub against Vanderbilt by 11, by one touchdown and a field goal and some change. Florida coming off a dub against Texas A&M, 41-24. Florida Gators are five and four. They're fifth in the SEC East. South Carolina is six and three, three and three in the conference, third in the SEC East, behind Tennessee. Uh, this one could definitely be interesting, considering that the matchup predictor has Florida at seventy point eight, and the spread is at eight points in Florida's favor. South Carolina is six and three overall. Florida five and four. I think the reason for that, when you look at it, though, is just strength of schedule. I think I think I really think Florida has had a harder schedule. And when you look at like you know Georgia and some other teams have held Vanderbilt to you know like zero points or you know very thin you know three maybe maybe a touchdown. Uh, South Carolina let them score twenty seven. So that right there, right off the bat, that tells me that South Carolina has no defense. Florida, on the other hand, coming off a pretty big win to Texas A and M. Uh, beating Utah at the beginning of the season, real close, but still a win. Um, this is going to be a close one, but Isaac, who you got? <laughs> well, Mason, I need to lead by saying that it always sucks to be a Florida Gator. Um, Amen. But I think I think South Carolina has a chance to get this win, even though Florida's favored by eight, and you know the matchup predictor is giving Florida a seventy-one percent chance to win. You know, Beamer Ball, they've been they've been playing fairly well in Columbia. You know, I don't think it'll be a blowout. Um, but with that being said, it pains me. I do think the Gators will get this win. I think Billy Napier, I think they, they'll have enough enough uh, fuel in the tank to finish at at least 500. I think that they'll stay above 500 and get the win this weekend against South Carolina. Um, you know, Napier's not a bad coach. Just his first year taking over a shamble that Mullen left in, in Gainesville. And, um, but I want, I want to point out that both of these teams have a negative uh, – yards allowed versus total yards on offense you know uh south carolina's at negative three and florida's at negative 11 so that was funny um but all in all i do think the gators will get the win this weekend and move to six and four yeah man and that's a really good thought process and mine's pretty similar it's like i was saying a couple minutes ago the south carolina gamecock six and three but an easier schedule uh to me with wins against georgia state two losses in a row arkansas and georgia uh, a pretty big dub against UNC Charlotte, a dub against SC State, uh, close dub by 10 to Kentucky, uh, and then a very close win to Texas A&M at home, 30-24, and then a huge loss to Missouri, 23-10, and then, like I said, uh, kind of close win to Vanderbilt, let them score too many points for me. I got the Florida Gators in this one. I, I think South Carolina is, is, I don't know that they're hitting their stride. They're very inconsistent. 
It's like some games they can win pretty good as long as it's you know not an SEC school uh, because in the conference they're they're three and three. They got a huge loss to Georgia, obviously. Uh, you know, Florida also lost to Georgia. Go dogs! Uh, but these teams, this is going to be a good matchup. I think. I think it's going to be close. But I got Florida to cover the spread. I think that I think that they're going to win this game. Joey is picking Florida as well. So another TBD triple pick. Uh, there you go. I don't think South Carolina goes into the swamp and wins. I think Florida will win handsomely, especially after beating Texas A&M by 20. So there's there's that one. Next up, another big one. I'm actually excited for this one. This is number 19, Kansas State at Baylor at 7 o'clock p.m. The matchup predictor has Baylor 61%. The spread has Baylor two and a half. Kansas State coming off that big loss to Texas. Like I said, boom. I said I knew I, I knew I should have picked them, and I did pick them. Texas destroyed Kansas State last week. But this will be an interesting matchup because the Baylor Bears are actually a really good team. Uh, their defense is not looking as promising. Joey has to go first. It's his turn. His pick on this game is Kansas State. Kansas State University. Go ahead and make mine. Yeah, I got Kansas State as well. The big thing, I don't think Baylor has that good of a defense. I got Kansas State to cover the spread more, at least a touchdown, maybe 10. Uh, like I said, they got a really high-powered offense, but Baylor, uh, like like unlike normal years, because Baylor usually has one of the best defenses in the Big 12. I actually had them in fantasy for a few weeks, and they really let me down. So thanks, Baylor. Uh, also, shout-out to Fantrax for letting us do college football. If you hear this, sponsor us. Cool. Anyway... Yeah, so I got I got the Kansas State Wildcats uh, simply because the Baylor Bears defense uh, has been kind of non-existent. You go back and look at Oklahoma this past weekend; and it was very, very, very back and forth, even at home and at Baylor. I, so I I got I got the I got the Wildcats on this one. So I'm torn because obviously I like Dave Aranda. I like I like the, my, my old LSU DC. Um, I think Baylor's a good squad. Looking at it, they're both six and three and four and two in the Big Twelve. Looking at it, there is 419 yards on average for K-State, 451 for Baylor, and then both of them being around 355, 360 on yards allowed. Baylor's defense has been more lackluster than in years past, um, but K-State also is coming off a loss to Texas, and and, and the week before, you know, they shut out Oklahoma State. The Wildcats have looked really good. The Bears have looked kind of decent, and for that reason, I'm also going to go with the K-State Wildcats for a TBD triple pick. I just don't think Baylor has the defense to stop them because K-State's able to get downfield really well. And they've been a good team this year. Um, Nothing against Baylor. I just don't think their defense is up to the task uh, this year. Kansas State just got too much offensive firepower. Baylor is not going to be able to stop that. Martinez is a really good quarterback. He'll run all over him. He'll pass all over him. He'll do what he needs to do to get down the field. Uh, Texas is just a really good team. I think that caught Kansas State off guard, uh, and, and I think that's that. Moving on to our next game, we have the 25 Washington Huskies at the number six Oregon Ducks. Oregon, this is a must win for them because they have the one loss to Georgia, like Tennessee. No margin of error. They have to win this game. They have to win every game, get in the Pac-12 championship, and win the Pac-12 championship if they want to make it in. So there is no room for error. They have to, have to, have to win. 
With that being said, I got the Ducks in this one. I don't think this will be much. Uh, 77% in the Ducks' favor. The spread is 13 half. I call the I call the Ducks to, to to cover the spread more. I don't think Washington. Washington's a good team. They just knocked off Oregon State last weekend. So I mean, it's definitely possible that Washington gets this win. I just think that the way Bo Nix has been playing, the Oregon defense looks really good. Offensive line playing well. I don't think Washington takes this. I got the Ducks. Yeah, Mason, I think that's a great pick. You know, the Huskies are, are not a bad team, uh, but the Ducks have been really strong. And I just got to say, I really like to see Oregon back towards the top of the Pac-12 and being in the CFP. You know, CFP first came around. Oregon was a strong program. Marks Mariota. Uh, and looking at being that Bo Nix has somehow found his groove out in the west, out west, it's nice to see. I do like seeing the Ducks not only because their uniforms are nice, but because it's just cool. Well, actually, it is cool to see their uniforms in prime time. But anyway, so the Ducks have looked good this year, like you said. No room for error for them. They're favored by thirteen and a half. You know, looking back a couple of weeks ago, uh, they beat UCLA. Not I won't say convincingly, but by fifteen points, by two touchdowns. And when you're looking at the other top team in the Pac-12, that's a big deal. The Ducks, other than the blunder on opening week against against Georgia, they've looked really strong. For that reason, I'm going to go with you. I'm, I got the Ducks in this one. I think they'll cover the spread. Probably Oregon by 17 at the very least. Uh, I think the Ducks will get this win, and Washington don't have much for them. I mean, we saw what the Ducks did against UCLA. I mean, they beat them by 20, especially when that was not the spread. They covered the spread and more. I mean, we've seen what Bo Nix can do since coming off the loss of Georgia. Dan Lanning. I mean, yeah, I really like the Ducks at six. I really I really hope that they actually do make it into the playoffs. I'd like to see them get in there. You know, Dan Lanning is the head coach. He just left Georgia. He was our D.C. last year. Great guy, great coach. Um, I'm really excited for the things coming to him at Oregon. Unfortunately, you know, if they make the playoffs, they'll have to take another loss to us, maybe. Uh, so sorry, Duck fans. You know, go dog. Sorry, Dan. You know, it's fun while it lasted. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got the Ducks. Joey is also picking the Ducks for a TBD triple pick. Uh, I mean, there's no other. We, we've explained it all. It's just the the Ducks have too much firepower. They're a really good team, especially after taking a loss to Georgia. So, yeah. Next game up, one of the bigger games, and this is the other game that we were trying to pick for our for our game of the week. Uh, and I think really what it came down to is we just didn't want to be college game day. We didn't want to pick the same game as college game day. Because we uh, tend to do that a lot. I mean, some of these games, you know, you just have no choice, right? Last week, Georgia-Tennessee had no choice. This week, we t- we wanted to go with something different. But this game is still huge. This is going to be a huge game. This is number four, TCU, and number 18, Texas, is 7.30. It's in prime time. This is going to be a crazy game, and I'm really glad I don't have to pick this first. Hit me with it, Isaac. Mason, this game, I've got to say, I've, I haven't been excited this excited this season for a game that's not an SEC game and the team is not wearing purple and gold. Um, but I just got to say, this one's going to be a good one. You know, Texas Texas has looked really good. And I, I continue, I know I've said it several times on the show, but I still truly think if Quinn Ewers never got hurt, they are an 8-1 and one team, more than likely. I think they'd be atop the, the Big 12 right there next to TCU. Even so, they're six and three, four and two in the conference. TCU's is nine and zero, six and zero. TCU's been really strong this year. They've played really well all season, but they've they've had some slow starts. I mean, they they kind of struggled against the team against a Texas Tech team last weekend that they probably shouldn't have struggled against, being that they're a five hundred team. TCU's finally got into the top four, but they struggled against a, a, a five hundred team that I don't think they should have. Um, ESPN FPI has got Texas at a seventy three percent chance to win. They've got Texas favored by seven. 
the Horn Frogs have been really strong this year. You know, they're they're undefeated for a reason, uh, and for that reason, I'm going to go with the Texas Longhorns to end TCU's run and take the win in Austin Saturday night. Horns up! Wow, what a freaking pick! I was not expecting that, dude. Ah, uh, this is a really tough one. Uh, you know, this is 73% in Texas's favor. Uh, the spread, however, is only seven in Texas's favor. I, I definitely think, because I said earlier, you know, Arkansas home field advantage was basically non-existent, especially against Liberty. That will not be the case in Austin on Saturday night. This is going to be a huge game. Uh, this is a must win for TCU, right? I mean, I mean, just the way that, that the committee has been talking because, you know, they put them at seven last week and, and said that they weren't a balanced team and they had to come from behind and they wanted a balanced team. Uh, so, and I mean, and they did have to come from behind again, but you know, because Tennessee took that loss, they were able to, and Bama took the loss. They were able to jump TCU into the fourth spot. So this is, this is a must win for TCU. TCU has to win this game. Now it's, it's cool to think about the, the CFP implications, right? If they don't win, so they, if they, if they lose this game, who goes to four? Tennessee or Oregon, right? Both with big losses to Georgia, but Tennessee has a win against Alabama. So you really look, it's like, well, who had the worst loss? Well, Oregon, obviously, but that was in week one. That was 11 weeks ago. You know, what does it come down to? Personally, I think it would be Tennessee because they beat Alabama. They have a, they have a tougher schedule, and they also have a loss to Georgia that was closer. So I think that Tennessee would probably get the spot if TCU were to lose. With that being said, I'm calling the TCU Horn Frogs to take down the Longhorns in Austin Saturday night. And especially for, for a guy like me who has been you know saying, I really like the Texas Longhorns. I think they can win out the season. Don't get me wrong. I think this is going to be a really close freaking game. I don't even think the spread will be seven. I think TCU by a field goal late. I think TCU can probably get behind. And we've seen that Texas can give up leads. Texas can give up leads. It's how they lost to Oklahoma State, right? They were ahead by 10 points, and Oklahoma State stormed back late to win the game. I'm a poet. I didn't even know it. <laughs> but... TCU can win this game. They will win this game. I think it will be close, though. I got the TCU Horn Frogs by three. I think I think it'll be close. I I there's I I'm not saying Texas can't win this, and they and they definitely could. I mean, Austin gets rowdy, especially at night. But personally, for me, I got the Horn Frogs. I can't I can't I can't back down on that. Joey is picking TCU as well, so he's with me. So you know we got two TCU going against. You know, and the other thing is, I really want TCU to win because I I do not want to see Tennessee making into the playoffs. I do not want to have to possibly play them again. You know, they lost, they were overrated, and I think if somebody else should get the shot. So that's just me though. Anyway, moving on to our last game. This is 15 North Carolina at Wake Forest at 7:30 p.m. Also prime time, an ACC matchup. The reason I picked this one is really because this is a must-win for North Carolina. They've already had one loss. They need this dub in order to keep climbing in the playoff rankings. I'm pretty sure that if they win out and win the ACC championship, go up against Clemson and win, I still don't think they could make the college football playoff. I think that there's just too much good talent at the top. I mean, they, I mean I'm not going to say it's impossible because we've seen some crazy things happen before. But they would have to win out and win and win the championship. They would also have to hope that Tennessee takes another loss. They would also have to hope that TCU takes a loss. They would also have to hope that the committee does not put a one-loss Michigan or a one-loss Ohio State in. They would also have to hope that Oregon does not win the Pac-12. They would also have to hope that they go undefeated and beat Clemson in the ACC championship. So this is going to be a crazy one. Um, and Joey's picking first. Joey has UNC to win this game. 
The matchup predictor is at 54% in Wake Forest's favor, and 3.5 is the spread for this game in Wake Forest's favor. So obviously, it's probably going to be a pretty close game, usually when the FPI, and you know, theme of this show is that the FPI is not usually correct. We've seen that a lot. But with it, when the FPI is usually this close, it usually means that this is going to be a pretty close game, especially when the, when the spread matches up as close. A field goal, right? A field goal. So this game is going to be really tough to pick. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, Wake Forest coming off a couple really bad losses. North Carolina has been looking good every week since the last loss, with that one loss being to Notre Dame at home, which that's a tough loss. I mean, Notre Dame also been super inconsistent. Uh, the only thing consistent about Notre Dame is how inconsistent they've been. They're also coming off that huge dub to Clemson though in South Bend, so. Sure, I mean, are they improving? Who knows? Because they may go out and lose next week. <laughs> you just don't know with Notre Dame. Uh, but that that's enough about them. I got I got the Tar Heels to win this. Uh, I think I think Wake Forest has been struggling a lot every time they come up against a – well, honestly, I mean, they lost to Louisville. So even any time they, you know, have a chance to choke, they will. Uh, and if they if they get exposed by North Carolina, they will choke. So I got I got the Tar Heels in this one. You know, Mason, that's an interesting thought process, and I don't disagree. You know, looking at Wake Forest, they they didn't just you, you failed to mention this. They didn't just lose to Louisville. They got handled. They lost by twenty seven mm-hmm. points and gave up almost fifty to the Cardinals. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. they they went down to Raleigh and lost by just nine. You know, NC State pulled that one out despite not having Devin Leary at QB. Um, now Carolina, on the other hand, my Carolina is. Uh, you know, coming off of a win against UVA in Charlottesville. And UVA is not a football school, but a field goal win against a team like that, it kind of makes you wonder. Uh, you know, they also beat Duke by a field goal a couple of weeks ago and for, in the battle for the victory bell. Carolina's been a pretty strong team this year. Wake has been inconsistent. Um, I think Wake has a chance to play it close. They did They did against Clemson. But I got to say, I'm going to go with the Tar Heels also for another TBD triple pick. I think I think UNC will go into Winston and, and get the win. You know, maybe a close one. I think Wake will play it close. It's a Saturday night in Winston Salem. I think they'll do it, but I think the Tar Heels eventually get on the bus and go back to Chapel Hill with the dub. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think those are great picks. It's another TBD triple pick. I, I just don't. I mean, could Wake Forest win this? Of course. I mean, it's at Wake Forest. I mean, there, there, there has been times where there can be some good home field advantage at Wake Forest. We saw that against Clemson. I mean, and that was a twelve o'clock game, you know, and that was a close game. Um, so, I mean. Could the fans show up? Definitely. Will they? Mm, who knows? Probably. But I still think that UNC takes this win over the Tar Heels. And yeah, I mean, that's our Week 11 review. Uh, that's another episode of TBD Sportscast College Football for you. We appreciate you guys coming out and listening. And uh, we hope that you guys are ready to enjoy this week in the college football. And uh, we pray that the Lord is blessing y'all. And uh, Heck yeah, go dogs, baby. Go Tigers. Always remember that no matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. John 3:16 through 17 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the grave, then you shall be saved. Verse 17 says, For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Yes, God sent his son to die for you, to save you. You are a sinner in need of saving. Me, I knew it. Isaac knew it. Jesus saved both of our lives. We know that we would be way worse off. I would not be as blessed. I would not, you know, have a rock 
so solid, something that I could go to every time that I'm upset or sad or just totally going through it. Joey even, God saved his life. Joey gave his life to the Lord. We know that Joey suffers from mental health issues and that, you know, he really, now that he has somebody to hold on to, you know, it makes his life so much easier. And is it is his life still hard? Yes, but he knows that he can trust in the love and mercy and kindness and peace and joy that only Jesus can give because Jesus loves you. He wants to know you. He wants to have an intimate relationship with you, and he loves you. And there's no love like the love of the Father that would send his only son to die for you. Salvation in Jesus is very close to the heart of TBD Sportscast is what we do. We love talking about football while spreading the gospel and talking about that. If you ever have any questions about that, if you want to talk about anything, if you're struggling with mental illness or sexual temptation or anything like that, you can always reach out to us. Hit us up on Facebook Messenger. You can hit up our DMs on Instagram. You can even leave a comment on this YouTube video. We just want you guys to know that we're here for you. We're praying for you. And anything you guys need, you can always hit us up. But we'll see you next week for another episode of TBD Sportscast, most likely a review of Week 11, which we're super excited for. I mean, I'm definitely not as nervous coming into this week because we're not playing Tennessee, but boy, I still think it's going to be a fun weekend. But I'm Mason. I'm Isaac. This has been TBD Sportscast, College Football. Bye-bye. Later. Later.